Riddle me this. What's three hours long goes by the name of Vengeance and took 15 months to film? This week's topic of discussion, The Batman. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. We hope you enjoy episode 53 of our podcast. We used to talk about this at work. is another week and i'm gonna tell you this uh, i am personally exhausted right now and why is that that move is three fucking hours long are we about to jump no, right no, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no like no i'm just tired from life uh yeah i understand uh but it was also pretty good because, you know, me and you both appeared on a, another person's podcast, Francis, Happy Fangirl Podcast. Yeah, that and was it, fun. Yeah, so it's a different take to where, you know, with our podcast, whenever there's a silence like that, you know, we have to fill that in and everything. But when we're on somebody else's podcast, it's not my job to do that. So <laughs> I'm... <laughs> So when we was on that podcast, when there were silence and questions, I was waiting here, just waiting for my turn to talk. <laughs> yeah, I was getting antsy. Like, I hate, like, those, like, awkward silences where I was like, well, I got to talk. So I, I got to keep talking. <laughs> right, right. So then all I had to do was just watch the movie. Well, I tell you that, bad. that's kind of what I do now here, too. But at least when I, after I watch the movie, I do a little bit more research. But all for, for that podcast... I just watched the movie and I came in with my hot take. So I think it went well. So um, look out for a happy fangirl podcast for us in the future. Whenever that episode drops. I think it should be dropping this upcoming Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. But um, we've got two guests this week and we hope that they don't leave us in awkward silences that I have to edit out. Uh, The first one is Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? And the second one is Jared. Hello, hello. What's going on? So, Kevin, who are you? I'm Kevin. <laughs> Good start. Uh, I'm a big nerd. Uh, I like all things nerd. So, um, Batman, Star Wars, Lego, all the stuff. So, uh, I'm also classically trained, as you can see. So, <laughs> well, we can see. Lo- lo- right. Love the shirt, though. <laughs> Thank but you. They don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh jared who are you uh my name is jared um similar to kevin i'm i would classify myself as pretty nerdy anything uh marvel um most star wars fan but uh i'm an artist also mostly like 3d modeling stuff like that but i do 2d as well and most of all i'm a big time movie buff so you got the right person if you want to talk about movies and tv shows okay all right well looking forward to discussion with both you guys kevin what would you like to talk about uh well so i've been i've been playing the lego star wars game uh the last week pretty hardcore uh six seven hours at a time um if i'm not working okay <laughs> right, i was say that, that that's that's a long time right <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a easy. long time to play it. It, it it is it's easy to, to get sucked up into that so so how is the lego star wars game uh lego star wars is great uh it's i can see why i was delayed or the this thing two years ago so uh back in 2020 and it's it's been delayed until it just dropped on april the first second um and so um 
yeah, it's been great. I can see why they delayed it. I think they they revamped all of the they revamped the fighting systems. The they there's space battles now, so um, and it's cool. Like you can when you're in space, you can choose when you want to fly into the planet and and then land on the planet and start doing planet stuff. So it's pretty cool. Okay, so I have a question. As somebody who's never played a Lego game, but I have been I'm on my journey of Star Wars stuff. So Chad got me on it. I'm going through my journey of Star Wars. So I've seen, uh, I don't want to say this. I've seen, basically I've seen all the original. Okay. Three, four, and five, correct? Or four, five, and six, four, correct? Four, five, six. Yep. Right. And then I've seen one, two, and three. So now my next one is I got to do the rest from there. So the question I have is, with Lego Star Wars, do, is it based off the movies or is it like a standalone type of thing? Or how does that work for the game? Yeah, so it's called the Complete Skywalker Saga. And so it's uh, it's one through nine. Um, they had a game that they called the Complete Series, and it was one through six. And so this one they added in the last three. Um, and then, yeah, so it's just one through nine, the, the Complete Skywalker Saga. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. It's pretty hey, cool. Yeah they're pretty fun like um the big thing is like they're really fun to play with a second person so like either your son or your wife if either one of them want to get in on it like they're a lot of fun to play with yeah can you you play on online uh this one no they didn't add uh multiplayer co-op so okay you can play together on the same screen but you can't play online co-op okay are you playing with your wife kevin yeah yeah my wife and i play uh i have a separate game i've already beat the storyline game uh, um, and to tell you how big this game is i beat the ent- entire storyline and it's 35 percent of the way through so there mm-hmm. is a lot to do a lot yeah. of side missions a lot of collectibles so um but yeah then my wife and i started our own um save and are, are going through a little bit slower and a different a different um order too i went one through nine i think we started on four so Man, you could have just been like, we're going to just stay on this save. Because, like, the fun part is the free play when, like, you can play any character in a level and just go to the, you know, unaccessible areas. That's yeah. that's when it gets fun. It is fun. Uh, she, she wanted to play through and see some of the... It's really funny, too. That's okay. kind of what makes Lego games, right? Like, it's really good for kids. Uh, it's really kid-friendly. So, uh, but yeah, they, uh, they really made this one really funny. So, she wanted to catch all the funny moments. I got you. So uh, you and your wife are going on vacation? Yeah, we're heading to California. We're going to head up some national parks. We're in a camper van. So, All right. Um, Any specific ones that you guys going to hit up? Yeah, we're going to hit up the big ones, Yosemite. And then we're going to hit up Pinnacles and uh, Sequoia and Kings Canyon. Nice. Uh, When are you guys going to be doing this? Well, we leave next Thursday. So we're going to plan after work. Yeah head out and then uh we'll start journey and i think we come back the following sunday so we're gone for like a week and two days okay all right yes you guys guys have fun thank you thank you i actually get to see dr strange in california so oh so you'll get to pay thirty dollars for one (laughs) yeah yeah, yes it was (laughs) yeah it was 26 dollars a person i'm sure those california prices man (laughs) Uh, it's worth it it's dr strange so i i also bought tickets let me see how much this costs um yeah i spent 23 dollars for two tickets nice yeah that's about right my i think mine were um like 12 dollars 12 dollars a piece but the theater here in texas is super fancy so yeah it's not a big deal nice yeah. does oh, it, everybody got it opening day or opening weekend 
Uh, mine is uh, opening day. Mine's opening weekend. We're seeing that Saturday. And then I went ahead and got a second set of tickets on that Tuesday. So we get back on Sunday. <laughs> and you know, you know, Tuesdays here in St. Louis are $5. So I actually spent $10 for two tickets oh, on Doctor Strange. That should have been the first time, Kevin. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to see when it comes out pretty, pretty quick. I know. Um, yeah. So we're in a mad rush to see this in the theater, but it's just like, when is it going to hit streaming? Like, um, how what are your feelings about streaming these days jared um i like streaming a lot uh especially uh, i would say disney plus uh just because of the uh marvel shows like i said i'm a big marvel fan so that's my go-to streaming service right now basically just because of that but now are you um, are you sure it's not because like uh in the pre-show you mentioned you had children Yes, I do have two so children. Could, could that be why <laughs> you might pick? That Disney definitely Plus is a factor. A, definitely okay. a factor. <laughs> um, you know, you can't go wrong with Disney when it comes to the kids shows. So you, my, you, you can, you can. <laughs> I, I have for the most a, part. I, I have a one year old and she does not have any tolerance for any of these classics of our youth. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I tried to show my five year old Aladdin and he just he wasn't into it and i was just like how he's can like, you not be into a lad he's like un why is this in 2D? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it it's like it's a different era like yeah. he has no appreciation for aladdin it's kind of crazy to me right and it's like it makes me feel sad slash angry it's like where i'm hyping him my son up i'm like oh man you're gonna love this 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 yes. and this and i show it to him and next thing you know he's getting up walking around i'm like hey whoa, whoa come in you better miss the best part right here he's like oh no it's okay uh, and he leaves i'm just like what are you this is this is the best what do you and it's like uh. it's like a slap in the face right right they don't appreciate it the classics they watch coco melon and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. musical youtube shows and mm-hmm. it's just not the same it's no artistry you know nope. i appreciate the right. artistry you know what i'm saying so <laughs> to me it's just <laughs> you can't go wrong with those dizzy classics and but netflix Ooh, yeah netflix has had a rough week quite the rough week um elaborate well, well first of all before i get into it um i want to say that uh netflix i think has probably the best show that i've seen since breaking bad and that is arcane it's, oh, uh, i thought you were about to say stranger things stranger things is good i like stranger things and i'll definitely be watching uh season four here shortly when it comes out but arcane is a it's an animated series but um that's my favorite uh netflix show that's ever been created by netflix so all right but, give um, me a i haven't i know i've seen the when i go to netflix i've seen it Give me a, a quick synopsis of it. So if I need to check it out or not. Uh, well, first of all, you need to check it out just because I'm, recomm- <laughs> <laughs> I'm recommended it to you. So you should take me at my word. But it's a it's an animated show. It's, it's like loosely based on um, League of Legends, the game. But you don't need any League of Legends knowledge or anything like that to appreciate the show. Like it's actually I would even say it's better that you don't know anything about League of Legends because it's like more surprises and twists and whatnot. But the show is, um, it's so good. So I usually, when I recommend people to watch the show, I don't even tell them that it's animated because I feel like that automatically puts you like in a certain mindset of like um, what to expect or like it's lower quality than something that's live action. But 
when I say it's one of the best shows, I don't mean animated shows. I mean shows, period. And um, it's it's basically a, a show about um, the relationship between these um, two girls, and like they, it starts off um, as kids, and then they it sort of shows their uh, relationship develop. But it's sort of like an action adventure show, but it's um, it's got politics and drama, and it's just a great show. So I definitely would recommend you to watch that. They just lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, yeah. like in the last um their last um shareholder meeting or whatever and um they're kind of going um downhill it seems so and yeah. the stock the stock loss was like 50 billion so wow not doing good right now um but i it's think almost a good time to buy in boys <laughs> i know right <laughs> but the thing is like i don't think um it's necessarily uh because of the quality of what they're doing i think it's just more of like Number one, they have a lot of competition from other streaming services. You got HBO Max, you got Peacock, you got Disney Plus, and a lot of people Amazon. don't want Amazon Prime. Well, that one is, is sort of different because it's like included with your Amazon Prime um, okay. account, you know, so it's not like people specifically just get in. Well, I guess there, there is a, an option to just yeah. pay for that, though. Yeah, but I think the majority of... Um, you know, their big, big numbers for their streaming is because it's, you know, it's included with your Amazon Prime membership. So, I mean, I feel like that in itself is the argument against Netflix compared to the others, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, if you just break them down, you got Apple, their whole thing is like, we make technology. And also we're doing this streaming thing on the side. Um, Peacock and Paramount Plus, we have been around for a hundred years. Like, okay, if this streaming thing doesn't work out, we still have TV and movie theaters, you know? Yeah. And Disney, same thing. It's Disney. So it's like, what does Netflix have to fall back on? Like all they're doing is like raising prices and making subpar content. And that's the thing that makes it so alarming because like you said, those other um, streaming services they have other things that they can fall back on. If they were to lose 200,000 subscribers, you know, they can, you know, pull resources from the Disney parks or right. Disney merchandise or Amazon prime. They'll always have money because of the Amazon It's Amazon. Whereas Netflix, they don't do anything else other than stream. And uh, well, they have Amazon gaming coming, but that's not out yet. But I mean, also like, to be fair, they are still sending those DVDs out. <laughs> they are really people people still getting dvds in the mail yes, yes. um uh, when we were on that trip a couple of weeks ago um uh, my uncle-in-law he brought out some dvds from netflix he was like you seen jungle cruise chat and i was like yes i have <laughs> I, I can tell you don't listen to the podcast it's okay <laughs> why would he just stream that <laughs> he likes his this man <laughs> well just to be clear netflix is still like the king of streaming like they have um 221 million subscribers so yeah and the thing that helps them is like they're in other countries so it's yes. like you don't have like your peacock and your uh, paramount plus in like japan but all right. that stuff's on netflix in japan and that's like the biggest thing as far as like being out here in japan to where uh like no vpn no nothing i can log into my netflix and sure, I'm not going to get the same things, you know, I might like a lot of times I get better stuff 
in Japan or whatever like that right. to where, and I feel like other uh, streaming servers should be like that. Maybe it's like a country original where you can't get searched up, but you shouldn't just block people from not like from not getting anything from being in the country. I mean, but that's the thing, though, like that's like the copyright and what I don't know if it's specific, specifically copyright, but like the the way like the the law is written in each country, right? The distribution rights. Yeah, distribution it. rights. Yeah. 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 So it's like, OK, yeah, this is made in America. This is for an American audience. This is going to go on whatever company has a streaming, you know, that that made it. But like that company may not exist in Japan. So where will it go? But like. Right, like, but Disney is everywhere. Disney could have a Disney Plus in Japan and everything. It is in Japan. Oh, well, maybe I'm not there yet, though. Yeah, I really, when I was in Japan, I watched a lot of Netflix. A lot of yeah. Netflix in Japan. Um, the catalog is different, but you find, as long as you don't mind um, reading subtitles, or if you speak Japanese, um, but it's a lot of good stuff on, on Japanese Netflix, for sure. Yeah. So, um. To, to go back to what you're saying so what is the biggest reason why they've lost so many subscribers uh i think it's a combination of things i think it's the the, com- the competition is is so high right now just within like since uh the pandemic hbo max came out uh peak uh peacock, peacock paramount plus out. yeah peacock paramount plus um, discovery plus discovery plus uh, apple tv Wait, what is what is discovery plus discovery channel and like a couple of other stations that they own their one streaming network yeah and they actually oh, okay. they actually just um uh merged they, they just bought um HBO. warner brothers yeah. yeah they bought warner brothers so hbo max and discovery are going to be combined into one giant streaming service so that's even that's going to be even more competition for netflix wow okay Okay. So um, since they have been um, losing all of these subscribers, they've been talking about cracking down on people who share passwords. And uh, nope, they haven't said how they're going to do this, but they're saying that they, they've been very vague, but they've basically been saying if you share passwords, they want to charge you extra because you share passwords. They've, or, they've been testing some stuff out in other countries. Yep. So what essentially happened is like, let's say... Um, Let's say Kevin and I are sharing a, a Netflix account and I'm watching some content and he'll try and log in from his house and then say, hey, you're logged in here. What's going on here, bro? And so you want you want to you want to upgrade that account or you want to just close this app? What you want to do? Right. But the thing is, the, the where I the reason it confuses me is because they already offer um you know, uh, a service where you can have multiple devices, right? Right, but that would and, be on um, the same. That would be on the same IP address, though. It, it would be, but I, I was about to say, for example, my wife is out of town right now. Mm-hmm. Even though we, it's both of our Netflix accounts. She's in another state, mm-hmm. so if she wanted to log in and watch Netflix, it's still legitimate. It's not password sharing, but technically, under that it is password sharing though. It, it's really not because it's both of our accounts. We, we both pay for it. It's the same household. You know, it's not um, it's not like we don't live together. We we do live together. So if she were upstairs and I were downstairs, we were both watching different things on Netflix. That would be OK. But since she's out of state, 
that should restrict my mine or her access to our Netflix account because we both pay we pay for it. So that's where I'm confused about how exactly they're going to implement this because you're going to end up hurting legitimate customers in situations like I'm in right now. So I understand what they're saying, but it's kind of like you have to look at the whole thing. So we'll take, for example, uh, when the pandemic hit, everybody was on a Tiger King, right? Sure. So then, so now if we'll say, nope, if no uh, password sharing was going on, right? I don't want to say this. Basically, I feel like when you password share, sure, they're losing money on that end. But then if more people are watching it, you get the um, the promotion and everything else like that to where you have people talking about it where it's globally wide, where when something happens, it's not just like um, a select few. If you, you see what I'm trying to say, where it's like, you know, certain feet. Like if I was like, hey, Chad, let me. Uh, oh, I hear people on social media talking about the Tiger King. What's your password or whatever so i can watch it where it's easier for me to do that than to spend my own money to get netflix to where then now after i use your password so now i'm in on the conversation now so now i'm tweeting about it so is it like the promotion does the promotion affect it where yeah. if more people see it regardless if half the people who actually pay for it is a promotion worth it for them to do it if you see, you understand what I'm saying, man. I'm saying yeah, it wrong. that's that's actually that's the reasoning that they gave for why they haven't done anything about password um, sharing. Like they basically uh-huh. said, like the exposure and the growth, right? At the time, was was beneficial to them, and and like this is like the first time that they didn't see growth. Like it was the other way. So right. now they're free, kind of freaking out about what's going on, and they're looking for ways to, you know, kind of counteract what's going on and. They've even talked about introducing like a lower, a cheaper uh, subscription price with ads, which is definitely something that I would not no. ever do. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like that's the whole point of, of having Netflix is so you don't have to watch ads. So exactly. Uh, we'll so see. Let me, do, do you have do you have Hulu? Yes. Do you have at Hulu? No. I okay. do. You do? Yeah. Okay. It's not Why? that bad. It's not bad. <laughs> So would you be a person that would downgrade to ad supported Netflix? Um, maybe. I mean, like for, for movies, I'll see one ad before the movie and then there's no ads during the movie. So it's just like watching the movie. Okay. Now TV is like watching regular TV as far as like, I'll get ads every, I don't know, 10 minutes couple or so. Minutes. Yeah. couple minutes. Rough. Rough. Um, which is rough, but like, I, I, it doesn't really bother me. I, I grew up, you know, as a, as a child, I grew up watching. We, we, we ads, all did, but so. Kevin, we're living in 2022, sure, not but I think 1922. That, I think that goes back to instant gratification. Like, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, we can stream this content to our house, Kevin. But I don't need about? it. I don't need it instantly gratified. I'm, I'm okay watching an ad. And I actually have, you know, there's some good ads out there that are kind of funny. So I, like, I go to the Super Bowl to watch this, the ads. Like, I don't go to watch the Super Bowl. So, um, I don't know. I don't mind the ads. So maybe, maybe I would downgrade to Netflix, but, um, it makes me think back to like, to Microsoft though. Microsoft's doing a really good job of, um, it's not the same thing necessarily, but, uh, with office 365, I can have, uh, so many people on my account. i pay for, I pay for it. And, and I can have a, I have a household. So my wife and I can both have, uh, office 365 and both customize it the way we want to. And then I can also have family members up to like, I don't want to say three family members, maybe 
So I like, I have my nephew. Yeah. My nephew needs, needs it for school. And my, my, my niece did but now she's taken off. So I gave them my, you know, it, and it was, and it's included. And so like, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, and then once I reach that threshold, I can't give anybody else without them saying, Oh, you've got your three, you either need to take one off or you can't do anything. And so I don't see why Netflix couldn't do something like that, where maybe you pay a little more. How would you feel if, um, you know, if, if you went to work and you tried to use your 365 and Microsoft popped a message up to you and said, well, since you're not at home, we're going to have to ask you to pay a little more to use it at, at work, for example. Well, that, and that's the beauty of like they they have now this is where we get this is where it's not the same. I can log into my Office 365 from work and still get access to my Office 365, but it's through the Internet. It's not an app. And so right, that's right. where it's that's, a little different. Well, I know that's that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I'm saying that's what Netflix, that's in theory uh, to to stop password sharing. That's in theory what Netflix would do. Like, okay, hey, well, right. you're not at home. We need you to pay a little extra to, to right, which is why outside like, of your house. Why can't they do something like Office, where maybe you have to log in from a browser? You know, I don't know. It's it's weird because like you have the app, and so I, I feel mean, like there's at the look, end of the day, the issue isn't like the fairness to the customer the issue is they need money no yeah i get that i, I know i get it it's a, it's a corporation okay. matt what have you been up to this week i've been out i've been outside that's what i've been doing uh the wife's schedule changed to where she was off on the weekend the weather has night has been nice in japan so we hit these streets and dining in all the bracing all of japan so friday has some high-end sushi very expensive sushi. We sat at the counter, um, and you know it came out to around eight thousand yen, which is around eighty dollars American just for one person. But it's a type where you sit there at the bar at the counter, excuse me, and uh, the chef you tell him what he wants, will tell him what you want, and he makes it right there in front of you. So I had tuna, salmon, uh, yellowtail, like all different types of stuff, but it's, it's fresh, high-end stuff. So it was very expensive, very good. And then uh, the other day, me and the family went out to the Ginza area, shopping area, and we had some um, ramen. Are you a ramen person, Chad? Are you a sushi person, I should say, too? I am a big sushi person. I had a very traumatic sushi experience when we went to Vegas but as I said on that episode after I got back what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas um but as for ramen I think it's okay like the last time I had ramen was in 2019 um I was on temporary reassignment for the job that I have and they sent me to Baltimore, so we got some pretty decent ramen, but it's not my go-to. Okay. Jerry, what about you? You, you like sushi and ramen? Uh, I don't eat any seafood at all. Even when I was in Japan, I didn't eat it. I'm just not a fan. But uh, ramen is definitely good. I've, um, I, do, I can't tell you that Japanese ramen is definitely different from anything that I've tasted here in the States. It's just not the same. I don't know what the difference is, but it's a noticeable difference. I'm sure when you've uh, been back to the, have you, well, you probably wouldn't even want to try it uh, when you came back to the States, right? 
No, we tried it like because the wife was looking like she was like looking for a, a Japanese restaurant. So yeah. we'll go. We tried a lot to where we tried it. And to me, I'm like, oh, this tastes good. And then she's like, nah, this is not real Japanese. I was like, oh, no, nah, you, you're right. This doesn't taste good. <laughs> you got to go with the flow, man. <laughs> right, right. So but then she was able to find Um, before I continue with the story. Kevin, what about you? You like sushi and ramen? I do. I do. I like both. Um, there's a couple of local places that do both really pretty well. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not authentic, but it's it's good. Okay. But yeah, we found one. I, um, I have to get with the... Uh, yes. Midtown Sushi? Yeah. That's my spot. All right. Uh, let me double check on that, too. That name sounds familiar, but... By, I, by Ikea. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that Midtown. is a place. So we, we went there and the wife was like, oh, no, wait. This tastes authentic. So when the thing, when the waiter came over, I was like, hold up, uh, this tastes so good. My wife wants to give compliments to the chef. So they brought the woman out or whatever, make sure she was real Japanese. So she came up there, <laughs> she was like, hello. And then my wife started speaking Japanese to her, you know, make sure she was on par. She started speaking Japanese and they was going back and forth and everything. But uh, long story short, yeah, so Midtown, authentic Japanese. She, she, she was in Nagasaki where we live at too, where... You know, basically same thing like her. She married American, came to the States, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's authentic Japanese where that's the only place I've seen so far being in St. Louis where it's authentic. Usually you get like, um, we see sometimes where it's been a black chef, it's been like a Korean chef, Chinese, but authentic Japanese is that restaurant right there. So when I was prepping for this show, I was like, uh, you know how like social media, um, caters to your likes or where you're from and stuff for some reason yahoo knows does that too so like i get a lot of japanese news random stories and stuff like that so whatever i thought it was funny so i thought i'll share it with the group so a school in japan and kanagawa prefecture received the bill for twenty-seven thousand dollars for a water bill after a teacher left the tap running for months on end in hopes of preventing the covid in the swimming pool what? <laughs> so base so basically in the pool they assume that if we keep running water in there fresh the new water in there will disinfect move out covid so they left the the water running for months on end so like when another teacher will see the running water in the pool they will like turn it off but then this teacher will turn the water back on so for months on end um exactly over one million dollars one million gallons of water was wasted in that two months, which is enough to school to fill a, a school pool eleven times. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. Wow. So, so basically, they want authorities want that person, the teacher, to pay half of the bill, which is three point five million yen, which is a basically twenty eight million dollars. On a teacher salary. Hey, Amen. Shouldn't have left that fucking water warning. <laughs> just like I told, just just like I told my son today. Like we have this thing. Whenever he leaves his room, he always turn the li- leaves the light on and come on. Mm-hmm. And I always tell him, if you're not in the room, turn the light off. So then today I was like, look, if you leave this light on, you're gonna pay this electric bill. And then my mom, I'm like, this dude ain't got no money. So I was like, all right, you ain't got no money anyway. Turn this fucking light off <laughs> in there. All right. It's just if you ain't got to pay for it, then you just do right. whatever you want to do. Correct. My wife is the absolute worst when it comes to turning lights off. Who? She, my wife. 
She is terrible. Wait, she, wait, she, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Um, this is something you need me to cut. You supposed to open okay. with that when you know you're about to say some crazy <laughs> shit. Now he'll keep it in there. <laughs> and he gonna send her the link to this too. <laughs> Maybe listen to this episode. I was on the podcast. Okay. No, we discuss this all the time. We talk about this all the time. Well, in her defense, she 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 can't see like she needs her glasses. And so she'll be looking for something and she'll turn all the lights on and she'll just leave them on. Like, even if she's going to sleep, she'll leave every light on. It's, I don't get it. I don't, I seriously don't get it. My, you know what my parents would do to me if I left the lights on? Yeah. Right. Like, that's like the number one thing that you don't do is leave the light on. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's an everyday occurrence with my son where like now he can, he got a down pack. So once he comes in here and he'll come sit down, I'll give him that, you know, you guys know that dad look when you look at him and I just stare at him and he know, okay, I fucked up. He goes, he goes into his mind, like, what did I do? Lights. And he go turn off the lights. So now I ain't got to say nothing, but it's a constant thing. I had to let him know. Mm-hmm. But speaking of constant things, I didn't let my son know before I whoop his ass. What's up with ambulances, Chad? <laughs> that's a that's a very rough transition but all right uh, right all right we, we, we can phase out of that so Chad, um, what have you been up to so did you guys know that michael bay made a new movie yes i did not know that yes yeah um yeah so it's called ambulance and it has jake gyllenhaal and um yaya abdul martin the second he was candy man new candy yes. man and new morpheus Yes, he was. But I don't want to talk about oh, yeah. that. I don't want to talk oh, about yeah. Matrix 4. <laughs> yeah, that's, um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize for even bringing it up. I apologize. <laughs> so if this movie had come out in like 2017, I would be like, this is okay. This is fine. But like, m- number one, the movie is over two hours long. And most of it is in an ambulance. So it's like on some speed stuff, right? But if we if we take our minds back to speed, they had the good sense to like not have the whole movie on the bus. Right. We had some stuff before. We had some stuff after this movie is 95 percent, you know, ambulance. And I'm like, this is really can 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 we not do this anymore? Like how many different ways can we avoid like a checkpoint? Right. And then like just because of like where we are in society now on like everything that's been happening in the world with like the over police and the militarization and all that stuff. I can't unsee these Michael Bay tropes, right? Where like, if it's not the military, if it's not super pro military, it's super pro police. Pretty sure like LAPD consultants came in and helped him with this because like they've got like, they're showing like some of the latest and greatest technology of the police force. And I'm like, that stuff is like borderline like infringing on our constitutional rights but i know that shit's real and then it's like the technically the bank robbers are the heroes but the things that the police are doing aren't actually great either and like he's also showing them in a good light too and so long story short like when we get to the you know we're almost done with being in ambulance i was like this movie wasn't too bad i would give it like three stars on letterbox like i wouldn't watch this again just because it's so damn long and the things that i previously mentioned but i at least tell people hey 
if you want like a dumb action movie or whatever check it out but then like once they got out of the ambulance and they had to stand off with the police michael bay attempted to make a statement on police brutality and it was oh, very God. it was rough <laughs> right, it <right>. was rough <laughs> Michael Bay is not someone that should be making these sorts of statements. And this is, I don't know, it's like he made too many Transformers movies. Like he really should have did like one, maybe two, and then just did other things because it's like this movie does not belong in 2022. Like we as a society, we know better than this. And this is why this movie flopped partially because it's like this is not the time for these kinds of movies. Maybe if they would have went straight to Netflix, like that last one, maybe. But this is not something you release in movie theaters right now. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I watched the trailer. Um, I know a little bit about the movie, but it just looked um, it looked predictable. It looked like I could tell everything that was going to happen. And maybe that's not necessarily Michael Bay's fault. Maybe that's just the trailer's fault. You know what I'm saying? That they yeah. showed too much in the trailer, but it looked fairly predictable. Um very similar to speed like you mentioned um and it just didn't really draw me in you know i like both mm-hmm. of the leads i like yeah. um yeah i like both both actors um and i've seen them both do great work but michael bay just he he's not really a draw for me anymore like i think his best movie is probably maybe the rock which is from uh 97 bad boys something like ooh, yeah. i, I boys, i'm back. a bad boys one over two guy myself Oh, of course. Bad Boys no One question. is the best Bad Boys one, one, is the best one. Yes. That's always going to be in my top five is Bad Boys. But uh, funny you mentioned The Rock. Like 10 minutes into this movie, a character quotes The Rock. And then the character you that he's talking The Rock, the movie, or yes, The Rock, yes, Dwayne Johnson? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then the character that he's talking to uh, was like, Oh yeah, that's from The Rock. That came out in nineteen blah blah blah. And I'm like, Michael Bay, why are you? Why are you doing? Why are you Encyclopedia Browning your own body of work? Patting himself on the back. Right, the lecture. I know this is what I'm about. Don't forget what I used to do. (laughs) Right, used to do, used to do. (laughs) But um, has everybody caught up on Moon Knight? Yes. Yeah. So okay, Matt and I have been kind of talking about it. Um each week so before we talk about episode four jared kevin what are your thoughts on episodes one through three or the series as a whole rather wait before you say that i just want to know before this before it came out what Hmm. was your knowledge of the moon knight character before the tv show oh i i knew um i knew a little bit about moon knight i knew i knew who he was i know like the um the character like the various um characters who been moon knight um but i've never actually read any moon knight but i just know um i know a little i knew a little bit about them before going into the show i read maybe i don't know three to four comics growing up um i've read a lot of comics and there's like three or four comics i read a moon knight all right yeah because just uh reiterate yeah i knew nothing of this character never heard of this character nothing so um and I like that for this to where I have no perceive anything. So I'm coming in fresh. And um, when I say that, but I'm just going to say like so far, I loved it that way too. Everything's fresh for me. I'm learning everything. Um, it's still like I haven't went back and like 
Wikipedia this character because it's just so intriguing to me. Like, oh, split personalities. Oh, this. Oh, that. So it's all fresh and new. And we're like, you know, all the other Marvel movies, it's like, you know, even the smallest character, Ant-Man, you know a little bit about him. You know, the basis to where, to me, I this see what is you like... There. The smallest character in man. I see you. <laughs> you get it. You get it. See? This ain't my first podcast. <laughs> so it's just like I, I like it's refreshing where it's something brand new for me. But uh I'm sorry. So let's go back to what Chad was saying. So what was your guys' thoughts about or sorry, Chad, repeat what you said. I don't want to say what you said wrong. Um leading up to episode four, what were you guys' thoughts on it? Just quick, quick overall thoughts. I'll start. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's great. I think they're doing a really good job um, presenting the character and the idea of split personality, the uh, idea. Um, and so I think, yeah, so far it's it's been a great show. Uh, I think it's solid. I think it's solid. Um, not the best uh, MCU show on Disney Plus, but it's definitely watchable. I'm enjoying it so far, and um, I'm definitely excited to see where they take it. All right, Matt, what'd you think of this? Actually, no, I didn't like this fourth episode. Um, I felt like it, so it felt clunky, like when it first started after the last time on Moon Knight and Layla was running around in the desert fighting a truck that came out of nowhere, right? And she blew it up and I was like, cool. And then they did the stuff in the tomb and I'm like, to what end? What is the point of this, right? And then the last 10 minutes, he woke, he wakes up in an insane asylum and we're like, what's happening here? And I felt like that's where the episode should have started. Like, I'm happy that they were able to give the character Layla some stuff to do, but I don't feel like it progressed anything. Yeah. This was definitely a heavy Layla episode. Yeah. 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 So, uh, my question is, are they making Layla into the Scarlet Scarab? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, All right. Like, now, I don't know what that is. Can you, explain, can you please explain? Yeah. So the Scarlet Scarab uh, introduced way back on the uh, Invaders comics. Um, that was like Cap and a couple others. And they were like, um, they were not the Avengers. And they were kind of like the pre-Avengers. Um and so the Scarlet Scarab was a guy in this comic, and he basically like was was defending his home in Egypt as they were coming in and doing some nasty crap. Uh, and so uh, it looks like she had that Scarlet Scarab tattoo uh, on her, or was it a ring? I don't remember. But um, a very, I mean, they like highlighted it. So I just think like they could be introducing this new character um, as they do, right? Like they will uh, gender swap or do some like uh, you know different things to like introduce these new characters so also if you remember okay. at the beginning of episode three when layla was talking to that uh forger for the passport she said that layla's dad called her his little scarab yes, yes. yeah uh, yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah so i i think it could be cool to bring that up and then my thoughts on the shows up like as the number four episode four um I think it was good. I think it was like, we're about halfway through, right? We got two more episodes, not quite yes. halfway, a little over halfway. So we got two more episodes. I think my, there's a couple ways that could go, right? Like, um, is he, is this all in his head? Or my thought is when he falls in the pool after getting shot twice, um, he falls in like a, I don't know, six inches of water. So it's not deep. 
and then you notice him sinking and the bullet holes aren't there. So my one, my, my thought is, is that his soul leaving his oh, body? Okay. And so then he's actually in purgatory or maybe hell because they've been hinting at like this hell dimension, right? But they, they mentioned the overvoid, which is where the gods uh, reside, right? The guy, the other gods reside in the overvoid, which is like heaven. And so then you have, and I forget the Egyptian name for hell, but then you have hell and, or like purgatory. And so I'm wondering if he's in purgatory and because of the things he's witnessed, he looked at that pamphlet earlier on with um, like the therapy and like the, the stuff that he, that his mind has now painted this purgatory for him to understand. And right. all the characters in that are the characters that he's come across before. Um, and so, and then you see Tarawat, um, who is the, the hippo, the the goddess of love and protection and so i think she's gonna i think she's gonna be the one that actually brings him back around to like um to get him through this whole thing he's she's gonna be the one that heals his mind i think she, i think he'll still have the id but i think they'll all then be able to work together and not be divisive against each other that's just my thoughts so yeah that's basically where i'm at um I, I definitely don't think like uh, the show has all just been in his head and nothing that we've seen. It's been real. I, don't, I definitely don't think that's where they're going. Yeah. So um, I think this is definitely like something that his mind has created, basically just re reiterating what you just said. Um, so they're not totally pulling the rug out from under us like that. I don't think that would be a good choice. So yeah. I think um, he'll, he'll obviously he'll be back somehow. One of the guys will probably revive him um, and then they'll go from there. So. But I'm also the thing that I'm most interested in is um, when they're going to reveal this third personality, because they've been yeah. internetted a lot. Uh, we even saw a sarcophagus um, that wasn't opened when he uh, he got Steven out and then um, they showed a third one that was yeah. unopened. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll probably reveal that third uh, personality here in this next episode, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm wondering, too, like, so we see the hippo guy. Um, I'm wondering too, like, cause she was one of the, she is, that God is one of the little statues that, that has been imprisoned. We see that in a couple different, uh, we see that in one episode. And then we see that at the, at the ending credits, it shows all the gods that have been encased and she's one of them. And if we're also going to see uh, Amit and Khonshu and some of the other gods in this like, purgatory as, they, as they've been encased. So hmm. it could be interesting. See, and that's that's the thing I like about Marvel right now, where they're bringing in lesser known characters, um, and instead of just recycling the same old popular ones. Are you telling me that you don't want to watch a three-hour movie about Batman? Hey, man, you know I'm good on this uh, segue stuff. You know I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, I just have to say I'm I'm I love the MCU and. Um, it's super popular now obviously but it's just funny to me like how um characters like iron man and black widow and ant-man they're now viewed as popular characters like before the mcu nobody really knew who iron man right. was or black widow so right. it's just crazy now how everything shifted into those characters being popular now it's kind of all wild right. To all me. right well since you since you want to go since you want to die on this hill jared name three eternals Three Eternals. Uh-huh. Um Paperboy. There you go. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't I don't mean that, but like I do okay. agree with you, but like yeah. it, it hasn't been all hits. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Eternals was definitely not uh great. Uh I like definitely it. I would put it towards the bottom 
if not the bottom. No, I would put Iron Man 2 maybe at the bottom. But Incredible it's definitely Hulk. uh bottom, yeah, that too. Uh, it's wait, definitely wait, bottom say? bottom three. Incredible Hulk. The Edward Norton. Mm, yeah. 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 We, we don't want uh, we uh, don't want to talk about Black Widow. Black Widow was good. Yeah, Black Widow was good. Black Widow was it fine. Be at the it, just came out, it just came out at the wrong time. 100 percent I agree with you. It's when when you make a movie when you already know the outcome, it takes you out of it. Where like I know it paved the way for um, Yelena. Yeah, yeah, Elena and um uh uh, 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 uh Arrow, not Arrow, Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye sorry, yeah. Hawkeye. Okay, my archers are getting the mixed show. up. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it paved the way for that. But if they would have put that before the before she died, yeah, it would have been um Endgame. Yeah. Before Endgame, it would have been better. But it's kind of like. You're watching something where you know, honestly, it does not matter. 90% of this does not matter because you know she dies. But then also you get to see the other character where now she's going to live on. So, yeah, I agree. If it would have been in a different time, it would have been a lot better. But, okay, you're also playing with the hand you're dealt with. So, like, that story should not have been, oh, let's follow uh, Black Widow around. It should have been let's build up Yelena and uh, Black Widow is in a mentor role. It should have been Spider-Man Homecoming. I would agree with that. True. I don't think the story True. was that great, to be honest. But um, I don't think the story was that great, but I don't think the movie is bottom three MCU or bottom five MCU. Well, that's... Um, if I'm going to be the Black Sheep in this conversation, let's see where I end up on this week's discussion of the Batman. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? You came. I've been trying to reach you. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. Stay still! How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Bruce Way. All these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. You're still away. He's involved in this? No, he's not involved. How do you know? Except for Delaney. Who are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. The Batman has been fighting crime in Gotham for two years now with not so great results. As we learned in the Nolan franchise, the presence of Batman creates escalation, and we see that in the form of the Riddler killing high-ranking Gotham City officials. Batman must move quickly to solve this crime, but the more he digs, the harder it gets to accept what he uncovers. Kevin, what did you think of the Batman? I thought it was a good movie. Um, I actually did not mind it being three hours. Um, after coming off of Endgame and it being three hours, I just feel like um, if it's a good enough movie, it can make it feel like less than three hours. So uh, I liked it. I like. I think uh, we're speaking of if we're going to go DC versus Marvel, I think DC needs to find their own voice. And so I think being darker 
a lot of their characters are darker batman and just a bunch of these um i think they need they need to find that voice and i think that voice is like the darkness of batman so i like that overall i thought it was a good movie wait 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 what do you mean they need to find that voice are you saying that all their movies need to have a similar tone no i just in that like marvel has its kind of feel to it so it's fun i mean that can be like funny it can be i don't i just it kind of like when i see a marvel movie it feels like not the same but just it feels like it's one cohesive being um dc does not feel that way any of the dc movies like it just feels like you just randomly selected uh a director and then randomly threw together the script and then said okay here we go and it's just there's no cohesion so i think um if you built like Iron Man built the franchise kind of the voice that was the voice of that franchise. And then it built on that. And then you can have other stuff like funny and serious and all these other things. I think if you built the franchise off of a character like the Batman, who is well-known and very popular, uh, I think you could then start to set the tone for the DCEU if they want to do that. um, And then go from there with, with Green Lantern and some of these other movies that they haven't really done well. I like this movie. I did. I like the, so bef- the only thing I knew about this movie <laughs> was it's three hours long. And honestly, I wish I didn't know that this weighed on me heavily for this last two days. I explained how me and the wife was out this weekend and I was telling her she wanted to do more stuff. But I'm like, you, I got to get home. I got to watch this three hour movie for the podcast. So, and then blah, blah, blah. So she wanted to go out and do more stuff and X, Y, Z, but I'm like, I got to get home and watch this three hour movie. I wish I didn't know it was three hours because I think that tainted my view going in it to where I think that, because if I would have watched it without doing that, I would have realized, ah, this movie's kind of longer than normal, but it wasn't like, all right, let's get this show going type of thing. You, There's a point where you get in there when you realize, all right, we've been in here for a while. Um, I was skeptic about this movie because, you know, how many Batmans will we have? And now, you know, this is the Twilight guy and everything else like that. But I like the the... I like the interpretation of the Batman to where, where, you know, uh, Christian Bale was the fighter type or whatever, where you get for this more detective type where he has to find clues, figure things out, stuff like that. Um, and also like to where he didn't have all of the He's gadgets and everything. Fully. Right. He didn't have the full gadget array or whatever. For the majority of the movie, it was just a guy beating up people. And then you didn't get the gadgets to later on with the grappling hook and some other stuff. So it felt like the beginning of like, maybe he's been doing this for three, four years. He hasn't got, he hasn't figured out all the stuff and everything. I did like this interpretation of the Batman. I don't know if the right word is emo, but I did like this kind of sad Bruce Wade type of thing. Uh, of him uh, doing it but then like I was watching with the wife and the wife knows about Batman and then she was like it's kind of weird that like you know his parent died when he was so young why is he still angry type of thing to where you know you hear see stuff like uh, you know Spider-Man for example Spider-Man when Uncle Ben died he had his powers and then that incident helped him on 
and everything else. Like usually it's an incident when they're doing it to where his parents, his parents died when he was young. He harbored that anger, vengeance all the way up and then done something. But that's another, that's just Batman in general. But I'm saying all this stuff to say that I really enjoyed this new Batman. I absolutely love this movie. I've seen this movie three times, once in the theater and then twice at home. I really like this movie. I like this interpretation. I like that we finally got a detective Batman. I yes. like, and like, not so much of like, oh man, I'm gonna analyze a bullet and that's all I'm gonna do. Like, he's really like looking at the clues and trying to find, figure stuff out, but he's also fallible. He's been doing this two years, right? And one of the first things he says in his opening monologue is that I've been doing this two, is this not a direct quote, but essentially he's been doing this two years and crime has gone up. Now, what is the uh, what what they what's that what's the expression? What is the what's a sim, what's a sign of insanity when you keep doing the same thing, the same thing that, over and over again? Yeah, think you're going to get different, different results. results, right? And it's like I like that he does he he doesn't realize until the end of the movie that he is the fucking problem, right? Where you keep doing this, like you're going out here, you're you're fighting this crime, but you aren't doing anything because you aren't doing it right. Like he's so dead set on like, I am vengeance. I am vengeance. And it's like the very people that you're trying to save are afraid of you. Right. Nobody trusts you. Yes. Everybody's going to think you're fucking crazy, but it's just like, you're going about this the whole wrong way. You're so focused on being Batman that if he were, if he just spent like a day as Bruce Wayne, truly getting some shit done, this would have been solved as Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Like Correct. he would have just saw like, oh wait, where's where's our money going? What to the 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 um the re the renewal project? Yeah. Where's that got, money going? Got the renewal fund, yeah. Yeah. Or even like you saw those pictures of um the people leaving the club. Where were those pictures taken? Like he's not focused on the right things. And I like that about the character. I'm not a fan of the runtime, honestly. The first time I saw it and they caught Riddler, I was like, all right, <laughs> let me grab my coat. This is fun, guys. And then it kept going. I was like, what in the actual <laughs> hell is happening right now? 100%. Like, what's they caught the Riddler? He was in there talking to. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, I was like, okay, we're about to end this because I started sitting up. I was like, I was about to shut off on my laptop. And then <laughs> next, thing, next thing you know, it was like, next scene. I was like, oh shit, okay, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like on future views, I, I get it. Like that, I'm gonna just say that that's the fourth act of the movie. That's when he really realizes, like, you aren't doing this right. Like, you know, people should not be af- the very people that you're saving should not be afraid of you. Like, that's a that's a bad look. You know, like these people are about to die, and they're too afraid to to take your help. You know, so I get it. Like, I I will um I. I this is another hill I, I I will die on. Um, that that Joker scene at the end should have been cut. And wh- why you say that? What does it add to the movie? Nothing to the right. as nothing to the move, or maybe instead of adding it to the movie, they should have added to the post credits. Maybe, but like that's the thing. Because to, to me, it just felt like a you know a Marvel thing where they'd be like, oh. You yeah. stay there and be like, oh, 
Joker is about to be in the next one type of thing to where, so maybe they should have cut it from the movie and added it at the end for to give people hope of something. But like, okay, but then we're just falling in line with things that we've done previously because they teased Joker at the end of Batman Begins and then he was the focal point of the Dark Knight. Like, what is the point of continuously rebooting the same character just to bring back the same characters? What is the point? I get that Joker is one of the most, it's the most popular villain, right? I get that. But as an audience member that has seen all these movies and also they had the foresight to not show us his parents dying for like the millionth time that we've seen it on screen. They should know better than to add the Joker into the movie. Okay, so before I answer the second part, I enjoyed um, that part. Like Spider-Man's, about her parents dying. Like your Spider-Man. How many times we got to see fuck up? fucking uncle ben die we don't right. we get the basics of it so I'm, i i applaud them for not doing that um but just like how we applauded them maybe they will take it into a version that we like that um looks like you've seen batman plenty of time we've seen joker plenty of times but we applauded this version of the batman the quote-unquote the detective um but no i agree with you 100 percent they should not have included that scene. They should have ended it before uh, they did the Joker, may put it on a post scene or something like that and been done because with like, it's the same thing over and over again. How? Let me stop right there. I'm, let me bring the expert into this. Jared, yeah. all right, you come <clears throat> in and tell yo, what are your thoughts about this movie? And then I can come back with my retort. I actually didn't like this movie. I love <gasps> this movie. Oh, okay. okay. I love <laughs> this movie. I was love, like, sir, love, 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 get love, off this love podcast. This movie. <laughs> this movie is fantastic. Um, this is clearly, I think, um, the best representation of Batman, the character that we've seen. Um, I would even go so I would go so far as to say it's the best Batman movie. That Period? doesn't mean. Hold on. Let me let me clarify. I think the Dark Knight is a better movie than this, but I think this is a better Batman movie than the Dark Knight. Am I going to have to correct him or are you going to jump in, uh, Kevin? I I, I think I agree with him, actually. I think this may be my favorite Batman movie. Have either of you? I'm not not saying that this is a better film than the Dark Knight. I'm saying this is a better Batman movie than the Dark Knight. You both are down the wrong street. Have either of you never seen Batman Begins? Have either of you never seen the Lego Batman movie? <laughs> it is what uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is to Batman. Okay, let's not bring Into the Spider-Verse into this because Honestly, that, that I, movie is well, a masterclass. I, I'm just saying for what that does for Spider-Man is what that movie does for Batman. Well, then I let, I let the haters come for me. I've seen the Lego Batman I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll, we'll address that on another day, but go ahead. Yeah. So this movie is awesome. Um, like I said, I think it's the best Batman movie. Um, and I, I don't mind this three hours. Um, I didn't, I didn't even, I mean, I knew it was three hours, but uh, movie run times don't really bother me. I never look them up on purpose. If I see them, I see them, but it, it doesn't really, um, 
affect me at all. Because if I'm going to watch it, I'm, I've carved out enough time for me to, you know, watch it in its entirety anyway. So the runtime didn't bother me. Um, I feel like if you need three hours to tell the story, then you need three hours to tell it. So that doesn't bother me. Um, I thought Robert Pattinson was awesome. Um, I know there were a lot of uh, skeptics for him, you know, when he got cast. Even me, I was like, what, Robert Pattinson? What? That's weird. But I had already seen him in other stuff. So to me, it wasn't um, that crazy that he was in the movie. And I, I felt like he could deliver. Um, and I felt like he right. did. Right. Because I know before um, Joker, mm-hmm. what's the guy's name? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. People shit on people shit on him when they yeah. when he was announced and everything like that. So yeah, I always wait till I actually see it because you never know where you know actors uh, gain weight, lose weight, go whatever whatever mode they need to do to get to character. So just because you might have seen them in some Disney stuff before, but then they come out later on with some serious shit. So yeah, I always wait till I find out once I see it. And this yeah, happens they- to all these actors, like. I'm not sure how like into it you guys were back in the day, but there were a lot of people not happy with Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man. Yeah, he was like a lot. He was like blacklisted in Hollywood basically at that point. I mean, no, not not because of that. They were like, Oh, you oh. mean as an actor? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And like honestly, there were a lot of people that wanted Tom Cruise because that <laughs> was like a big thing, like People were like, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man. Like, that's something that Tom Cruise was trying to do at the time. Yeah, definitely. I that mean, makes they... sense. But Tom Cruise was I don't I don't feel that 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 comedic stuff with Tom Cruise. But OK, but this <laughs> you, you're thinking of this as an MCU movie, man. Like you take your mind back to early 2000s when that's not what we got. Oh, you know? got you. Whereas just see, you needed a. A cute action star. Right. Got you. Okay. Uh, but Tom Tom Cruise embraces his comedic um, root, uh, his comedic uh, talents a little later, like Tropic Thunder uh, when he was Les Grossman. So he... he oh, he, yeah, that's he right. Do, that's he can right. do that. But that was like later. That was after yeah. um, Iron Man and all of that. So, but yeah, um, I think like the best thing about this movie is like, like you mentioned, Chaz, like the best... Um, the best Batman that we see actually being Batman doing detective work, um, working with commissioner Gordon, like that dynamic between them was like one of the highlights of the movie for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing him actually in the police station, anytime he's in a scene with other police officers, aside from commissioner Gordon, you could just, the tension is just so thick. You feel it. Right. That's, that's like the, the, the thing that this movie does so well is like the atmosphere is just you feel Gotham you feel um you could feel just the angst in the air like it's tangible you know what I mean it's 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 not like the dark night and again I love the dark night but it's not just Chicago you know what I'm saying it's it feels like it's actually Gotham and I it love that about it feels this like Scotland damn it <laughs> um the Joker scene, um, I agree with you. I don't think it should have been in a movie. Um, but the thing is, so there is a deleted scene that we have all watched. Um, and it features Batman. And he's sort of um, not really interrogating the Joker, but he's trying to get like some insight into the Riddler. And um, the thing is, if you were to have put 
that scene in the movie and the scene towards the end when he's talking to Riddler, it would make more sense. But the movie is already long. So I feel like that wasn't an option. So if you remove that scene, it gives you less context to the later scene. So I think both scenes just shouldn't have been in a movie. So right, right. That's like um, my honestly my biggest that. gripe in the movie is that scene, is that end scene with the Joker. I just felt like it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's just the emotion there is. There's some great eye acting from Robert Pattinson in this movie. <laughs> you know what he's thinking. He he's not talking, but you know what he's thinking. Just looking at his eyes. Um, the eye black when he takes the cowl off that's still there you can see finally wedding yes. under the mask all of that is just pure batman and it's fine it's so good to finally see all of that on screen and um i loved every every moment of it um uh, and uh from to touch on what kevin talked about earlier as far as dc and like their their universe or whatever i think that's what uh helped this movie so much is that uh matt reeves he didn't have to do anything in terms of connecting this or um, thinking about a bigger universe. So, because this is its own thing. Um, and uh, it definitely helped the movie because you can just, you don't, you're not beholden to anything that's come before. You don't have to worry about, oh, Suicide Squad took place uh, in the same universe. So we need to, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. You go in fresh, you do what you want, you stick to your vision. And that was, that was awesome. And Colin Farrell in this movie, Oh my God, just masterful performance. The the prosthetic work, the makeup, A plus. If I don't see nomin- at least nominations. For um, makeup? Yes, for Colin Farrell. For uh, makeup or? Both, both. I wouldn't mind seeing a nomination. I was like, when I, when, I, when I was like, when I was watching it and then I knew ahead of time, that's what he was. I was like, cause you know, you hear um, other people gaining weight for stuff, right? Right. I was like, I hope Peter gave all this way for this. Hopefully, it was some kind of prosthetic. I'm yeah, like, if prosthetic. he's right, if he's taking on diabetes for this role, yeah, I might as well give him the role. Right? <laughs> give him the award. Give him the award. Because I was like, he gave so much more weight. I was like, okay. Yeah, he looks great. Um, and, and it's no funny. Idea. Yeah, I, I had no I, idea of Colin Farrell when the trailer came out. So I knew he got cast as, as Penguin. Uh, like long, long before the trailer came out. And then when the trailer came out, I watched it and I was seeing that Colin Farrell was in the trailer. And I was like, no, he isn't. He's not in the trailer. And then I realized that was him. It's like one shot of Penguin in the rain. And I was like, I did not realize that was Colin Farrell. That's how good the makeup is. Did you see that picture of him before he went to Scotland to film the movie where he had like that all white hair? Like he was like leaving Uh a coffee shop? No. So like that came out and like people were like, oh yeah, um, he's gonna be the penguin. And they were like, oh, okay, that's why he's got like the white hair, because like there's a character in the comics called Emperor Penguin. Mm-hmm. And he's got like the white hair and he's not like a fat guy. So that's what people thought we we were gonna get. But then we got that. Right. And you know what? I haven't seen that picture, but it, it's possible that it was intentional because I've yeah. I saw said pictures of um of uh zoe kravitz character like at the funeral scene Mm -hmm. and she's not in the movie but she's in the same exact costume that um a different character is in so it could have been intentionally uh there to misdirect the fans so so it's the need for filmmakers making realistic batman movies holding back the franchise as a whole 
because of the types of villains and storylines that you are pigeonholed into doing if this is a realistic universe because like how exactly will you do a clay face if this is a world where this is our world so we don't have like mud people morphing into people right we can't do a poison ivy because how do you have a woman controlling plants telepathically controlling plants how do you do a mr freeze when you don't have people running around with a freeze gun so like we're in this realistic world now like this is our world how do these villains translate you can always do it it's the it's a it's a it's a it's a movie pitch, you pitch can it always to me, man. for which character jared uh i was clayface is my number one um villain that i want to see in a batman movie it's okay a, jared so much potential picture Picture movie. Okay, so now we just had the Batman, right? Mm -hmm. So they come. Hey, Jared, I need. I'm gonna come up with a second movie. Same actors in the first movie. You can use whoever you need to. Picture me a, a movie number two. No, no, Clayface. No, I'm saying you pitch it because you just said easy. We can easily bring no, in but Jared, all these supernatural well, characters. No, no, shut no, but I, I'm gonna tell you. Said, he said he would I'm, like I'm, he said he would like to see Clayface. He didn't say it would be I'm easy EP. to bring him I'm in. EP, so I, I'm about to come in and bring Jared in from my team. All right, Jared, go ahead. Uh let him know what, what we have planned. Okay. This movie is is super grounded, it's realistic. Batman doesn't do anything that's particularly fantastical in this movie clayface is like you it doesn't really get any more fantastical than clayface um but i do think that there is um i do think you could pull it off um you just have to do it in a way that is still grounded um, you're talking around the answer here how do you do it yeah I mean, you just do it. You just you you do it. <laughs> what I, I, you? I'm, what I'm saying is, it you it, it, obviously it won't be realistic if you have Clayface in the movie, right? But you can still keep the same tone, the same atmosphere, and all of that just with Clayface. I, this is partially wishful, wishful thinking because I want to see Clayface, and I'm saying how. Let's take it back a little bit. If we're going to the movies, we're we're suspending disbelief. Or I mean, we're like we're suspending disbelief, right? I mean, like right. there would be no world. This world would not happen with a Batman. Like he would survive for one day, and then he would get arrested. <laughs> like you're not gonna have some kind of caped crusader roaming around more than one day before he's put in jail. So sure. we're already suspending disbelief there a little bit. Sure. So I think you can um, there. As far as science goes, there's always new discoveries and there's always like elements that you can discover and things like that. So I think, um, why couldn't, I mean, just like, I'm always going to continually re reference Marvel because I love Marvel. Um, just like uh, uh, vibranium, right? Like it's not a real thing, but they said they found it on earth, right? And so why couldn't they find some particle that bonds to somebody that then creates their their clay likeness, right? So Again, it's it's suspending disbelief. So you're not going to be grounded to like a, a real. I mean, if you want a realistic world, just go out and walk around the street. And you have a realistic world. Um, then why have people since 1998 been pushing back on a Batman that's like more fantastical? And I'm referencing Batman and Robin. Sure. Um, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not speaking for the quality of the movie. I'm just saying like that was you know the last time we truly got like a comic book batman movie 
like live sure. action Batman movie. Yeah. And I like, see, there's a time. Yeah. Oh, no, go. Sorry. Go no, ahead. Go, 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 ahead. Go, go ahead, Matt. No, no. No, I'm saying because it's one thing to do it exactly like the comment as far as the outfits and everything else. Like it, it still needs to be in a, it needs to make sense in the makeshift world. So what I'm trying to say is that if, if you're going off the Batman, the Batman was quote unquote, the Iron Man. So the next one, you can still do a, a clay face to where it doesn't have to be a comedic or like a, we go Marvel, a Sandman where it's lesser you can still do it, and, and it could be a gritty, quote-unquote, Gotham-style thing, and people will accept it because it's in the... It's within the framework of... of it's it's, the it's in the Gotham universe. It's in the Gotham universe to where it still could be gritty and still be serious. It don't have to always be just people doing the stuff because... All right, correct. You guys know more than I do. I'm not even going to lie. We got besides the all the ones as before, Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, Two Face. Mm-hmm. Who who else we got? Ray Shagul, a man. Ray Shagul, okay. Ray Shagul, Ray Mr. Freeze. Well, no, okay. Well, stop, stop. We're, what what exactly is this list? Because like well, the, the we, we did Mr. Freeze when we had like a comic book fun fantastical movie like are you talking about the grounded ones or like who what what is this list well i'm saying the list is okay so when they brought mr feet mr freeze and everything for that batman was a problem was mr freeze or was a problem what was the problem when they brought because mr freeze was quote unquote the comic book one was it the actor was it the the story itself because i believe like they brought in what the fans wanted but I'm like, maybe it was the actor, maybe it was a storyline, but the concept of itself is what goes with that Batman. But you the see what tone I'm was, but the tone was not serious like this. I think you can absolutely okay, it, have a Mr. Freeze that's grounded. I think it's all it all lies with the rules. Like you have to establish your yes. world's rules and how it works. So like if you have a rule like in this world where um a new element like clay thing happens then it happens and it's and it's a rule in the world it can happen it's just i mean it doesn't have to be this world because this world is why we're going to watch a movie to get away from it to like escape and so right. you set your foundation and your rules to say okay this mr freeze guy he had something happen to him he had an accident and now he's still able to live um as this frozen kind of like this mr freeze kind of guy but still make it gritty and, and like like more realistic looking. It's not going to be real life because it's not real life. It's, it's a movie. But I think you can absolutely s- establish your rules and then still create a good, more realistic version of Mr. Free. So to circle yeah. back to what I was saying, um, when I was saying to do a clay face, you just do it. If you have the right writers and the right directors, you can pull off pretty much anything so right. as long as you are within the framework, like right now, for example, in the Batman, we don't know um if there are fantastical elements or not we assume that they're not because we haven't seen them but that doesn't mean that they don't exist yet like we for example when the mcu started we didn't know that dr strange and people had magic powers like when iron man one came out it was just iron man he was a dude in a suit it was pretty realistic i mean it's within the the um you know we can imagine somebody with a jetpack boots flying around so it's not that crazy but now look at where the mcu is now it's like magic and um egyptian gods and so it's you can expand on it and still keep sort of the same feel and i think that as long as it's written well you can pull it off 
by just doing it. And it's risky, I guess you could say, because this movie is so grounded and a lot of people like it for that reason. But as long as you do it right, you can pull it off. Absolutely. And I agree with you. It's what you guys both said. It's the scope of the movie that um, when you brought up Mr. Freeze before that wasn't on a serious type of movie where it's gritty and everything else like that. It was on some lighthearted type of stuff, Batman and everything else like that. But if you continue after quote unquote, the Batman, then it's, we already established. Okay. It's a gritty type of thing. So if you, like you said, if you developed, Hey, this person, X, Y, and Z clay, blah, blah, blah. And you present it in a gritty way. People will accept it because people will accept things that are what they expect. So we know what Clay's face is. Will we? So if we don't care, oh, um, he was bit by a turtle or whatever ooze or whatever. It doesn't matter because we 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 have the concept of what Clayface is. So you just got to present that to us in the same quote unquote gritty way as the Batman is to develop that character then that character is going to run. You can't present us with like, it's just like imagine putting um, Jim Carrey's Riddler in this. It does not work. He's a comedy stuff. This is, we, we serious over here. So as long as they present us in whatever way they think a clay face or whoever will imagine, then we will adapt. When I say we, the audience will adapt to it. What do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes is on this movie? I, I like this. I will say... 80, 80. It's, it's in the 80s, if I had to guess. I haven't okay. checked it since. I, like a, I would like a number, please. Oh, um, I would say 86. 94. Yes. 86. 86. Oh, wow. um, 463 reviews, 87% audience score with over 10,000 verified ratings. Wow, that's a lot. Normally, movies don't get that many reviews. I mean, it is the Batman. And also, you got to remember, this movie's been out a month. Okay. Okay. It doesn't seem like No, no, that's that's crazy. This movie's been out a month. It doesn't seem like That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. That's a lot. (laughs) The movie's working title was A, The Long Halloween, B, Vengeance, or C, Year Two. Vengeance. Vengeance. I think it is Vengeance, yeah. Yeah, you guys are right. Did you guys get these trivia questions? Well, the other ones would make sense. Halloween, unless you had Scarecrow this movie in it, that was make adap- sense. The, most of this movie was adapted from the Batman comic, The Long Halloween. Yeah, a lot of it oh, is, okay. is, is like loosely based uh, okay. on that. Okay, I was like, say, I was like, if you ain't Scarecrow in it, Halloween don't make sense to me. But I know uh, it's not that because usually when they when they do work in titles, they sort of disguise it and The Long Halloween is just a little too obvious. Trivia dump. Robert Pattinson's audition slash screen test took place while he was in rehearsals for shooting Tenet in L.A. in May of 2019. Patterson had to lie to Christopher Nolan about it. Patterson said, I have a family emergency. And as soon as I said it, Nolan said, you're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? When Patterson was told that he won the role of Batman uh, a day before principal photography of Tenet, he was surprised that Nolan also knew and congratulated him, although Patton hadn't told anybody about it yet. 
uh, Colin Farrell stated that he went to Starbucks to trial his prosthetics and makeup for the Penguin for the first time. Nobody recognized him despite getting a couple of stares from people. When asked if he had taken anything from the set, Robert Pattinson revealed that he had repeatedly taken socks that his character wears. And uh, Warner Brothers noticed. He said, I did get a lot of socks from set. I kept getting a talking to from Warner Brothers. They say, you know, it's fine to have a few, but you take them every day. How many socks do you need? Uh, Because if you recall, filming took place over a year. Yeah. So he took he took socks every single day. He was at work. Did did he explain why he took those socks? Because actors just take free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. It's free. I'm taking it. So do you guys have anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jared underscore underscore France, J-A-R-E-D underscore underscore F-R-A-N-C-E. Yeah, two underscores. Okay. Uh, why don't you shoot that to Matt and I'll put that in the show notes. All right. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I am in the works of making a podcast slash youtube show of uh star wars so me and a buddy are going to be talk showing it um so we are right now writing kind of the the script quote unquote like how we want the show to look and feel and so hopefully we'll start shooting in the next uh, month or so all right that's cool all right we will look look out for that exactly once i get back on my uh, star wars movie uh jerry you don't promote your facebook page Oh, um, yes, it is my two cents of sense. So, and like, once more, you will give Matt yeah, that information as well. Yes, you know, like, I just want to put in my two cents like that, but okay. of sense, like, that makes sense to me, like that. So, just like a play on two cents words, yes. And uh, I expect you to, uh, once it's dropped, I, I expect you to promote that on that page. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for um, coming on. It's good to talk chit chat with you. you. Both of you guys know your stuff. Uh, it was a very riveting conversation. So thank you so much. Thanks for having yeah, me. And I, Thanks, Chad. Thanks, man. I, I second that too, because uh, yeah, you guys both knew your stuff. This is perfect top for perfect movie discussion for y'all. Y'all was right on par. Y'all wasn't scared to talk your opinions and everything. Thank you again for being on. And thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at we used to talk Pod. Come back next week when we celebrate mothers with I Am Mother, a Netflix original. And like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if this is a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.